0: Well, good morning and welcome in, one and all, to the Wealth Guardians radio program. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and with me, as always, is Mr. Bryce Payne running the board. Good morning, Doug. Spring is in the air. It is, and boy, I am glad for a few days of sunshine and blue sky.
1: Can't wait for this. You know, my wife got a, um, a very nice telescope for Christmas. And she hasn't been able to use it yet because <laughs> it's been cloudy every night. So she's forgetting what the uh, the moon and the stars look like. But I'm anxious to get it out there and see what uh, some of that. You've been doing good. Been doing good. All right. Anything to report? Well, I'm still on track with rowing. If
0: Very that's good. what you mean.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm on track with my drumming too. Still uh, getting the wrist warmed up there, but everything's uh, looking good with that. Well, you're you're starting to look slimmer and, and fitter. I'm I'm
0: happy to see that. Very good. Well, uh, I'm at two hundred and five thousand meters. So yeah, I'm on track. That's more than on track, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. You're ahead of schedule. Yeah, but you've got to think, you know, down the road there's going to be some vacation time okay. and that kind of stuff, so you'll miss a week. Yeah, or two. that's true.
1: That's true. So you're planning, you're paying it forward. That's good. I like mm-hmm. to hear that. Yep. All right, Doug, let's go ahead and uh, before we get the show started, let's uh, give our uh, tip of the hat to our men and women in uniform, our boys in blue, and our firemen, and everybody out there who puts on a uniform for the greater good of the country.
0: Absolutely. And boy, what a past year it's been for you guys. Oh, no thank kidding. you so much.
1: Yeah, it's been a tough one. And you guys are, uh, anybody out there who puts on the uniform, uh, we do appreciate you. We think about you all the time here at the Wealth Guardians, and uh, you're in our thoughts and our minds. So thank you for all that you do. So Doug, uh, let's get started with this week's show. we got a lot to cover here. We're going to talk today about common questions That People come to us with now those of you listening out there as you probably heard from Casey's intro We are financial planners. We're fiduciaries. We're financial specialists And we specialize in retirement planning well when people come in and sit down with us they tend to have that burning concern or that that bug that is really They want to make sure that they are not overlooking something or whatnot And Doug over the years of you and I doing this you've been doing it for a lot more than me we've noticed some themes along what people are tending to worry about or be concerned about as they enter retirement or have already rent or entered retirement. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, let's just get started here. The first one, common question that comes to us is, what rate of return do I need on my current retirement savings to maintain my current lifestyle through life expectancy? Now, I'm going to turn this over to you, Doug, but that That question hits home for me because my wife tells me she's not in the field. She's in the medical field. And she says, I've heard that you need a million dollars to retire. And kind of like that's just a flat blanket statement that should qualify for everybody. And you and I chuckle a little bit at that. No no offense, honey. But here's a question I'm going to, the way that this question is worded, what rate of return do you need on your current retirement savings to maintain your current lifestyle? Let me ask that question in a way that you might understand it. What speed do you have to drive at? to get to your destination on time. I'm just going to throw that out there. Let me ask it again. What speed do you need to drive at to get to your destination on time? Well, that's a question you can't answer. One, you don't. I'm not telling you how far off your destination is, and I'm not telling you uh, to get to your destination on time. Well, what does on time mean? Is that five minutes from now? Is that three hours from now? No, there's no way to answer that question, and there is no way to answer, Doug, uh, what rate of return somebody
0: needs on their retirement investments. That's true. You know, so often we we ask people, what do you think is a reasonable rate of return for your money? And and, uh, inevitably, we hear numbers like 10%. Well, 10% is a mythical number. Hmm. People are getting that because they hear the market's uh, up on average 10% every year, which is true, but that's over a 75-year span. You know, the fact of the matter is, what rate of return do you need to maintain your retirement lifestyle is going to depend on a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. It's going to depend on how much money you've set aside. It's going to depend upon your spend need. You know, our goal is to make sure that you're outpacing inflation. What rate of return is that? Well, it's something higher than inflation. You know, some years you're going to get double-digit returns. Some years you're not going to get, uh, you know, single digits or even zeros, maybe a couple negatives.
1: Yeah. And I'll say there are a couple other factors that uh, go in there as well is what year, what age are you retiring at? Somebody who retires at age 65 is going to need a different amount of income Mm -hmm. or return than somebody who retires at 70. And what is your life expectancy? If everyone in your family has passed away, you know, in their late 70s or so, and you expect that you'll fall into that boat as well, that's a very different income situation than somebody who expects to live into their mid or late 90s. Exactly. Exactly. So there's a lot of of details there around that question, and there is no answer to that. So it's kind of a trick question. But, Doug, you and I do get that one a lot. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to the second one. How much do you need to save monthly or annually to maintain your current lifestyle through life expectancy?
0: Mm. That's a good question, too. Uh, You know, we see people who have saved and sacrificed everything and just loaded up the 401k plan. And on the other spectrum side of that story is people who haven't saved anything. They've spent it all. Mm Mm-hmm. But the real crux to answer that question is this. What do you want your lifestyle to look like? What do I mean by that? How much money do you need on a monthly basis to maintain your lifestyle? And lifestyle is everything. That's your house payment, your utilities, your clothing, your food. Your travel. Travel, Christmas gifts, birthday presents, charitable giving. That's your lifestyle. So we got to figure that number out first. And, we do. Then that is the most important number in any retirement plan. And if we get that number, then we can work backwards and fill in the gaps. Very true. And that's probably the, one of the
1: harder numbers for somebody to come up with. We're also wanting to know what your income sources are in retirement, Social Security, pensions, etc. Those are easy numbers to come up with because they're set in stone. What your expenditures are, the outgoing monies, is up to you. And that's a little bit harder for people to come up with. But it's probably, as you said, the most important number, Doug. So, uh, again, not a real solid definitive answer on that one. There's a lot of factors that go into all this. And, you know, uh, we're not trying to – Avoid the answers here, Doug, but this is just showing how complex what it is we do is, that there's always an answer of it depends. Mm
0: -hmm. And there's no finite number. You
1: can't take one puzzle piece and tell you what the rest of the puzzle looks like. You have to have all those other puzzle pieces in place as well. All right, let's get through another one here. Uh, Another concern or question that is common to us when people sit down with us. Doing what we're doing now, how long will we have to work to maintain our current lifestyle through life expectancy?
0: Ah, okay. So this is like a follow-on question to the last one. Yes. The last one we said, basically, we didn't need to know what your, your spending lifestyle need is. Then we can work backwards to fill in the gaps. Well, this is a perfect question that it says, we can figure this answer out for you by working backwards. Yes and figuring out what it is you need so we can say, okay, doing this amount of money in savings every month, how long will it take to get me to a point where I can maintain my lifestyle throughout my retirement? And that's also inflation adjusted lifestyle too. It's basically the question is, when can I retire? Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. I know what I what, I want my retirement to look like. When can I retire? And we can, as Doug said, we've got the software that when we plug in everything else, we can figure that out, that you've got to work two more years, you've got to work 10 more years, or you could have retired two years ago.
0: You know, perfect example is we worked with a couple this week that we showed them they could retire right now. They don't have to wait another two, three, four years like they thought. And then on the other side of that coin is next week I've got a tough meeting to tell somebody that uh, they're uh, not in good shape.
1: Yeah, uh, we, we get both in here. Mm-hmm. That's true. And uh, it's unfortunate. But, uh, I mean, if you do need to work longer than what you anticipated, you would rather know that now rather than have retired and figure it out later that, um, that you – should have worked longer. So we can help you figure those answers out. Some of them are uh, nitpicky answers, and some of them are vital, uh, important answers.
0: Well, you know, folks, uh, my guess is that you can probably identify with some of these questions we've shared with you on our show today. Maybe a particular question we covered struck a chord with you, or perhaps we didn't cover something that's on your mind, but you know, you've got a burning financial question. You're wondering if we can help. If any of these
1: things are true that we've talked about, I and Doug both encourage you to give us a call right now. We love hearing from our listeners. Many of us just have a simple question, and sometimes we end up being able to help you put together full-blown financial plans. That's what we're here for. We're here to help you gain more confidence in your financial plan, but you have to be the one to start the conversation.
0: Yeah, so you know, go ahead and call right now. Leave a voicemail while it's on your mind. Let us know you're interested in having a complimentary financial review. We're going to call you back on Monday morning to schedule a visit. And when you come in, here's what you can expect. In addition to spending some time getting to know each other, we're going to analyze your current portfolio. We're going to run a fee report to see what your plan's costing you. We'll analyze inflation's impact on your plan, not just now, but 20, 30 years down the road. And if you haven't considered the impact of taxes on your retirement, then we'll make sure your new plan takes the possibility of rising taxes seriously. And this is how you can get a much more accurate look at your financial and retirement health. And it's how you get answers to those burning questions that are on your mind. Now, Bryce is going to tell you how to get in touch, and we cannot wait to visit with you soon. Indeed. We, we always look forward to it. Uh, all you got to do is pick up the phone,
1: 336 391 three four zero nine three three six three nine one three four zero nine or you can get your free second opinion review online at the wealth all you got to do there is just click the blue button all right folks we're going to be heading to a break here in just a second but uh, as we always do we try to stump doug with a trivia question my so, favorite part of the show here we go doug this week in 1931 90 years ago the Star-Spangled Banner became the official national anthem signed by President Hoover. So my question to you is, what was our national anthem before the Star-Spangled Banner?
0: Oh, boy. I guess we have to
1: wait a few minutes to find out. Well, folks, stick around. Let's see if we stump Doug on this one. Here's, here's the caveat. If Doug guesses it, then I'm going to sing the first line through the, of the old song. If Doug can't guess it, then he's got to sing the first line of the old song. So stick around for that. That should be fun. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Thank you for sticking around through the break, folks. My name is Bryce Payne. Also here in the studio with me is Doug Ray. Now, I want to ask you a quick question before we get back to our show. If you're five to seven years from retirement and you think it's in your best interest to confirm that you're making the best decisions for retirement, well, I've got good news for you. We offer a no cost, no obligation, second opinion of your portfolio so we can help you retire the job and keep the paycheck. But it's up to you. We don't reach out to you. You've got to reach out to us. And you do that by picking up the phone and calling us at 336-391-3409. That's 336 391 Nine. Now, uh, as we're starting to do in the second segment here, I want to highlight a part of our website. uh, That is www.TheWealthGuardians.com. We have a lot of helpful information and tools and videos and lots of other stuff on our website. And if you're preparing for retirement, this is probably about the one-stop shop for you to go to. It's www.TheWealthGuardians.com. And I want to highlight a certain section of this for this week. I want you to scroll over the tab that says About at the top and then scroll down and click on Meet the Team. This is the six people that you are going to run into, or is it five people, one, two, three, four, five people that you're gonna run into here at the Wealth Guardians if you call or come into our offices. You're gonna find a a bio on Doug. He's the mastermind behind this whole operation. Myself, I'm the one that plugs away at the numbers most days. Then you'll also read the bio on Sherry Ray. She's our marketing director. She's the reason that you even know that we exist. And then there's Joy, our executive assistant. She's the one that keeps this place running smoothly. And Lynn, she's the one that answers the phone. She's our admin assistant. So look that up. Read about us. Because if you come in, you're going to meet all of us, or at least most of us. Uh, We are not a huge operation, but we know what we're doing, and we do it well. So again, www.thewealthguardians.com. Scroll over the About tab, and then click on Meet the Team, and that's what you'll find. Now, if you were listening to us in the first part of the break, you heard me throw Doug under the bus there right at the very end. I asked a trivia question, and the trivia question was this. This week in 1931, that's 90 years ago, the Star-Spangled Banner became the official national anthem signed by President Hoover. So my question was, what was our national anthem before the Star-Spangled Banner? And I said that if Doug guesses it, i will sing the first line from that song for everyone's listening pleasure and if doug can't guess it i'm going to tell him the answer and then he's got to sing it
0: (laughs) so doug you want
1: to take a stab at it
0: i think i remember reading this answer one time a while back but i honestly can't for sure tell you i'm going to take a guess take a guess america the beautiful ah that was a good guess that was a very good
1: guess that is not it it is – the song is America, but most of us know it as My Country, Tis, tis of, of Thee. thee. Okay. All right, Doug, so go ahead and sing us that first line there.
0: Uh, no. no? Um, I'm, <laughs> He's I'm not going to do I'm it. I'm going to pull rank here because the, the people don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> In fact, if they had their dog near them, the dog would start howling. <laughs> My country, tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty.
1: They probably don't want to hear that either. But that's the song, folks. It's a lot better than I can do. That was our, actually, a, a trick question in a sense. There was no official anthem. But the de facto anthem was My Country Tis of Thee, also known as America. And that was our national anthem, our de facto national anthem, for a hundred years. Now, interestingly enough, that, uh, those lyrics were written by Samuel Francis Smith, who originally derived those lyrics from an older song, an old German song called God Save Saxony. Now, just some of the other songs that we used to and still in a sense today consider like national anthems, America the Beautiful, that's the one that you threw out there. God bless America, and this land is our land. Those oh, no. are all all heavy themes that you'll hear sung from time to time at ball games and whatnot. So yeah. Interesting. All right, very Thank good. You. Well, thanks for playing along, Doug. And <laughs> if you were out there and you knew that answer, good job, because that uh, that might show your age a little bit. Okay, so Doug, uh, in, this, uh, in this second segment today, uh, we're going to talk about uh, terms that people, if they don't know them, they've probably heard them, but it might do them some good to understand what these terms are. So we're going to talk about financial dictionary terms. We're going to step into the classroom again and cover some of these financial buzzwords and ask, are these buzzwords or terms or acronyms that we should know what are they how do they impact us we're going to answer all that right now and Doug we're going to go into the first one this is much more up your line and your uh, background than mine credit default swap what
0: is that you know that's a term that's kind of faded from memory but uh, 12 or so years ago it was hot as a firecracker because it was on the newspapers every day the credit default swap started the roll down the hill of the mortgage industry back in 2007 and 8 and that created the financial panic and crisis of 2008. Essentially what it is, is corporations would for a premium or money, they would buy or sell credit default swaps. A credit default swap was an insurance against a packages of mortgages. Okay. So what happened was when these mortgages started to default in 2007, the folks who got uh, paid to buy these credit default swaps were on the hook Mm -hmm. for those mortgages. And that's what started the cascade down in the markets. AIG got into a huge amount of trouble uh, over credit default swaps, and so did a lot of other companies to the point where as you know, many companies went under, like Wachovia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were forced to merge with Wells Fargo. Okay. My uh, my old alumni, Merrill Lynch, yes. uh, nearly went out of business, and they were forced to merge with Bank of America. And uh, obviously more regulations were put in place
1: after 2008, And but credit default swaps to some degree are still going on?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely they're going on. Hmm. That, that hasn't changed. Okay, well, good thing to know
1: there. So credit default swap, kind of a – Uh, Something that might raise the hairs on the back of uh, a lot of people's necks or or arms or whatnot, flashing back to 2008. The next one, I have no idea about this one, so I'm going to learn something here with everybody else out there. The dead cat bounce. That sounds like something my wife wants to do every time our cat meows in the (laughs) middle of the night. What is the dead cat bounce? All right, so think of this.
0: You've got either a, a, a market in free fall or a stock in particular. It's in free fall. It's falling day in, day out, and all of a sudden it stops and it bounces. Okay. That was the term given to a stock in that kind of position, a dead cat bounce. In other words, that stock, for whatever reason, is dead. It is dropping in value. But at some point it stops, buyers rush in because they think it's a great value, mm. and it propels a stock higher for a while. But then it could roll over and resume its downtrend. Okay, that's a dead cat bounce. So it's
1: kind of like just dropping a a ball on the yes, floor and it bounces, absolutely. and every time it bounces, doesn't bounce quite as high, and eventually it's laying on the floor. Now, why they named it a dead cat, I don't know. Well, but, somebody who wasn't a feline friend, apparently. Apparently. All right.
0: So good information there. Let's talk about ESOP. ESOP. Okay. So ESOP is a, a plan uh, that can be. Uh, available to employees of a corporation, could be available to all employees or uh, the executive part of the uh, corporation, but it's essentially an employee stock ownership plan. Okay, It allows the employees to buy stock in the company, okay. uh, could be a publicly held company or even a private company. And most of these plans, uh, you know, there's some portion of it is the contribution by the employee, and some portion of it is uh, a contribution by the company itself.
1: Okay. So uh, there are some airlines that uh, are owned by the workers of the company. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. The 4%
0: rule. Which used to be the 5% rule, which used to be the 6% rule.
1: (laughs) Changed the times. Okay, well, talk to us about what this ever-varying percentage uh, rule is that today hovers around 4%.
0: Yeah, so uh, it was said years ago that if you took uh, 6%, then 5% uh, out of your uh, portfolio as income when you retired, you would not run out of money. Well, you know, as interest rates have gone down, Mm -hmm. as as we've had some of these massive corrections like last March in 2008, that got moved down to the 4% rule. So basically, if you take no more than 4% every year out of your uh, retirement accounts, then you should be able to outlive your money. Okay. And since
1: interest rates are about as rock bottom as they can get, do you ever see that going down to 3%? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> do you really? Sure. Good. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Well, right now it's 4%. That's not a hard, fast rule to live by. It all depends on how your portfolio is allocated, but we can help you do that part. All right. So let's talk about now, this is a key one, Doug, um, that I threw in here that I think a lot of people are unaware of that they should be aware of, particularly if you're close to retirement.
0: ISR, Mm -hmm. in-service rollover. Yeah, we just had a situation uh, this week where uh, uh, an employee of a major corporation uh, didn't realize he had that option. In-service rollover means that while you're still an employee of a corporation, and as long as you've attained age 59 and a half, you have the ability to roll over your 401k to an outside IRA. And this allows you to get more investment uh, choices. It allows you to get diversification away from your 401k. Lower fees. Lower your fees. A lot of good reasons to do that. Now, some companies allow you to do the entire 401k, Some companies will let you only roll over what you put in and their match must stay in there until you terminate service. But just about every major corporation out there now has in-service rollover. While you roll over your 401k, you're still a part of your company's 401k plan. That has not changed. And every pay period, your contributions and the match go right back into your 401k as if nothing changed.
1: And a lot of people are not aware of that because this didn't used to exist 15 years ago. Yeah. This really only came into existence after the financial
0: crisis. In a big way. I think it first was recommended by the Department of Labor after the uh, uh, 2000 to 2002 uh, dot com bust and and that kind of thing. I wished, I I told this person the other night, I wish the Department of Labor, who has basically say so, they, they govern these qualified plans. I wish they said you shall allow your employees an in-service mm-hmm. rollover, but they said you should. You should, so Big they don't Big difference have there. Yeah. Right.
1: Let's try to get through one more here before uh, we have to say goodbye for the weekend. A QCD, a Qualified Charitable Distribution.
0: Yeah, so if you're RMD age, Required Minimum Distribution age, and you've got an RMD that you really don't need to use for income, but it's going to hit your 1040 return and cause your taxes to go up, And if you are charitably inclined, if you're giving to your church or synagogue or favorite charity, you can use a QCD, this Qualified Charitable Deduction, to say, hey, IRA custodian, do not send my RMD to me, send it directly to my charity. That way it never touches your 1040 and you've met your charitable obligation. Now, if you don't want to do your entire RMD, you can do any portion of it. But that's a great way to meet your charitable uh, needs and at the same time have some more tax efficiency uh, in your retirement plan.
1: Doug, thank you very much. That's a great way to end our show for the weekend. Folks, I hope we've provided you with some helpful information out there. If you would like to sit down with us and uh, do a portfolio review and see if we can add any value to your retirement planning All you got to do is call us, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. We'd love to sit down with you. Doug, you have a great rest of your weekend, and we will see you here uh, next weekend. All right. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.